Okay, so welcome to the Culture Crush. I am once again sitting down with the beautiful Britta Phillips. Once again. Once again. <laughs> Here we are because we're working on a project together today on uh, for the music issue that is going to be coming your way in February of 2016. Uh, while we relaunch the magazine and we sort of bring everything under the Culture Crush umbrella, God knows... Everybody who meets Britta Phillips has a crush on Britta. So welcome Aww. to the show once again, Britta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And um, we're here in L.A. All right. So I'm really excited to tell everybody that Britta is working on a solo record right now, which is also going to come out in 2016. So we're excited about that. Yes. And, um, April. April of 2016. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and how it came about. I know it's been sort of a long journey of how you got here. So um, tell us about all of that. Well, um, I guess around the time Dean was <laughs> started doing his solo album or started talking about it, I was like, ah, I'm going to do one. So um, I, uh, I, and also a friend of mine, a good friend of mine um, who's a producer, and a DJ, Scott Hardkiss, just contacted me and said, I want to work on a solo project with you. It all happened around the same time in 2012. That's when it started. So, um, yeah. Right, because so I, I remember... It was good timing. <laughs> I remember, like, way back when you guys were still living in New York, and I came to your rehearsal studio, and you guys were rehearsing um, some Galaxy stuff and with uh, with Anthony, yes. Marka, and I remember you mentioning that you were working on a solo album back then. So, yeah, that yes. was a couple of years ago. Yes. So tell us what happened. <laughs> well, um, uh, I mean, it's it's taken a while because, of course, we've got we've had all these shows. I mean, recently the Luna sh the reunion shows, Luna before reunion, that the <laughs> the Dean solo shows, Dean and before solo shows, that also, the yay. Dean plays Galaxy Five Hundred shows right. and the Warhol shows. So I've been working on it in between, you know, and a soundtrack we did as well. So uh, for Mistress America, so it's just finding time in between all of that and. Uh, uh, it started, as I said, with my friend Scott Hardkiss, and he picked some covers that he wanted to hear me sing, <laughs> covers that I wouldn't have picked. So, I, you know, and I always find that so interesting, like, how, like, how do they get picked, and what's the, like, you know, of all the songs in the world, you know, like, how do you say, like, I'm going to do that one, or... Do you what, know anything about like, what was his thought process, like, why he thought, like, you particularly, he wanted to hear you sing them? Um... I don't know, because, I mean, he picked 10, and there are only two on this album, um, and I can't ask him now, because um, he, he passed away in, right before the week that we moved to L.A., very unexpectedly and tragically, um, but he picked a very wide range. I mean, he picked a Zeppelin song. Oh, which Zeppelin song? <laughs> Which one? Well, it's "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You," which oh. actually I think it's a is a yeah, standard, it's a traditional. Yeah. But, but so yeah, he picked all kinds of very different songs and like really well-known, like huge. I usually tend to always actually go towards obscure covers, right? More, more or less. So you can make it your own. Kind yes. Of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know why exactly he picked "Drive" or "Landslide." Um, 
But right, so wait, so tell us, so, right, so of all the covers that actually made it onto the album, so there's Drive, there's Landslide. Yes, there's, which, also, there's also Wrap Your Arms Around Me, which uh, Agneta from ABBA, uh, right. it's, it was on her first English language solo album from okay. 1983. Right, okay. <laughs> I didn't pick that, actually, I don't think, I picked only one of the covers. I think everyone else had suggested them to me, which is, I love, I love getting... Uh, suggestions from other people um that was suggested by a friend of ours in australia chris hollow he's in a band that we put on uh album out on our label double feature he suggested that one um i had to change some of the lyrics in the chorus because it was really like make love to me now right and i was like <laughs> yeah. i can't sing that yeah. so <laughs> i right. changed it up a little bit yeah uh the other one is one fine summer morning um I picked that one. That's an Evie Sands. Um, she didn't write it, but it's on her first album. And that's just a song Dean had on the playlist for a long time. It's just a beautiful song. Fallen in Love is a Dennis Wilson song. And that was another song that um, Dean played me. Uh, Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys right. wrote it. They recorded it. He recorded it in his girlfriend's band, or, or maybe it was Brian's girlfriend's band. Uh, recorded it so it was one that I wanted to do okay and uh, so so then what happened so um then yes I mean like I know so you had a lot of other projects going on but like so what was the what's the process of how you know did you record a few of them and then yeah I it started out with one fine summer morning which I just recorded in in my in our little rehearsal studio uh, in Brooklyn, and then I recorded Drive and Landslide with Scott at his studio, also in Brooklyn. Started this, you know, of course, it's you begin the process, and then it's you go away and you come back, and then uh, a lot of the time I was just working on um, five original songs, which took me a while because mm -hmm. I don't, <laughs> I don't write songs all the time. You know, I'm not as prolific as Dean, so. Uh, and I wanted to, because, I mean, the, the theme of the album is pretty much it's falling in love, it's lust, there's some obsession and possession in there, so it's like the sunny side, the romantic side, but also a little bit of a darker um, love song. And, uh, yeah, a lot of it was spent writing lyrics, which is really, lyrics that's the hardest hard. part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, um you know, so I'd go into my room and, and, and then you, if you're, after you're away on tour for three weeks, you come back and you're like, where was I? It takes, it yeah. takes like a few days to go down a rabbit hole and get immersed in that. And actually I did a lot of work when Dean was in Spain promoting his book that came out in, in Spanish and he was gone for like five days and I just got like, in the zone. was, was in that room for five days, which you kind of feel like you need to do that when you're when you're writing yeah definitely yeah and um but then again we moved out here two two and a half years ago to LA from Brooklyn and um we're working on a soundtrack for most of that year so again it's like finding those pockets in between to finish um and then when I finally had everything all my demos I thought it was ready to go and mix. I um, I hired a producer, Eric Brusek, and he came in and um, 
basically sort of stripped things down a little, um, made the arrangements simpler, more pop, and had me re-record all the vocals, and then he mixed it. We did all that in a month in uh, April. Oh, so he, he simplified it from where it was before? Yeah, I had a lot, a lot more going on and some strange bits <laughs> that he took right. out, which I'm, I actually might do some versions, my own mixes, like on a couple of songs, and do the stranger versions <laughs> and put I them up online. I always love the strange, the deluxe strange version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think I would like to do that, like sort of my own mix, sort of a combination of my, yeah, like a demo versions of, of my stuff, which would be fun. Right, that sounds fun. Um, so what else? So, okay, so today we're going to, we're, we're working on doing a, a video for Drive, which yes. I, you, so you sent me the, the whole thing and I listened to everything and I, I mean, there are a few songs on it that I was like, oh my God. And, but then when I heard that, I was just like, I don't know, it's just like, I feel like it's just of this moment for some reason, like that song is, there's just a lot to talk about. There's a, first of all, I think it came out in 1984 yeah, um, and for me, 1984 is an extremely interesting year music-wise. It's a lot of incredible music came out in 1984. Um, just also in, in like indie music and uh, all sorts of things were going on in 1984. So, so even you know, and and to even just to think about the Cars, which is uh, you know they're one of the most. I mean, unless you're talking to like music aficionados, they're they're very sort of overlooked in the canon of music. But if you go back to uh, you know the the actual album that was called you know the Cars, which was I think what in like 70, it was like 78 or something like that. Yeah, that that's like one of the album. There. Like every single song on that album is like, oh my god, this song, you know? Yeah. And um, so the so drive was actually it, it, it drives also funny because it's one of those songs that you know Rick Ocasek, who's the lead singer of the Cars, does not actually sing that one. <laughs> you know, it's always kind of like that. There are a few, there are a lot of examples of that where there like it was a band that had all these popular songs and then there was like one hit and it's the one that the lead singer right, is not right. singing on. Yeah. Like I think um, even like you know you. I'm sure you know it's Squeeze, mm-hmm, and sure. you know so Glenn Tilbrook was lead singer of Squeeze, and then Coffee in Bed becomes like this mega hit, and he's not singing on that either. Yep. He picks up one one verse at the end, but so it's so Drive is another example of that right. where Rick Ocasek's not even singing it. Uh, so that's kind of funny, and it became like their you know big popular. I think that was their biggest. That was their that was their biggest yeah the hit. biggest yeah the, the biggest, biggest sort of popular song even though that it, all of the other ones that were on their debut album were really like the you know the crazy ones but um but that yeah there was like that there was that moment in 1984 and I, I think that it, there's something about that that I'm finding really interesting right now so that's a, remember I emailed you like I think it was on Thanksgiving and I was like oh my god we have to do this one well I'm <laughs> glad you picked one. this this one because it's one of my favorite tracks and it's funny because I'm not like a big fan of the original I love the like the early cars right by 84 I was more into that was the year yeah like, they had when oh, they had Cry sold out. out they had <laughs> sold out by then yeah that uh, the, that's what I mean like it's funny for the in terms of like the canon of the cars by the time drive came out it was like 
it was already kind of over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like with The Clash, by the time Rock the Casbah came out, they were already broken up pretty much. Right, yeah, right. So. so I don't think I had heard, I hadn't listened to that song. And then, um, you know, Noah Baumbach suggested it as a cover and he also put it in The Squid and the Whale. Oh, really? In the soundtrack, which Dean and I did. So that was probably the first time I'd heard it since 84. It was 10 years ago. And then Scott suggested it. So I was like, I got to do it. Right. <laughs> I got to do it. And um, yeah, sort of going back to it, it's a it's a more electronic version than their version. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, that's Noah liked about it. He said it's it's going back to their electronic sound, even though that was their more rock version, you know, production. Um, yeah, it was yeah. much more like overproduced and made for the ma- it was like for the masses kind of the yeah. the version that was like the the commercial version that everybody kind of knows. Well, anybody who yeah. remembers 1984 would know. <laughs> but the kids of today, <laughs> they yeah. don't know it so much. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. The kids love the, the 80s hits now. Yeah. You know. They're rediscovering them. Um, so so when so when you go into the studio to do something like that, like, you know, right, so what do you do? Are you, like, listening to the old version or... Like you, you just said that you went wanted to go back to kind of like what was the original car sound. Well, actually, that wasn't even intentional. Um, I listened to the original version only to figure out the chords. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which are never right when you look them up online. You have to actually use your ears. Um, and I just, I learned how to play it on the piano. So I just had a track uh, of me playing it on piano and I sang to that. And then we just started playing with um, these synth plugins for my, uh, and we applied that to my piano track. And it turned into this sort of kind of craft work, sort of very, yeah, robotic um, sound, minimal sound. And I really love the way it sounded with just the piano and that synth. But then Scott and I wanted to add all this other stuff, so we, we you know put on stacks of backing vocals, and I played a little guitar hook on it, and we had that mix. And then a year later, a friend of mine, Roger Brogan, came in and did some some more production on it. He made the backing vocals backwards, and he put drums on the end and other sounds on it. So it was a real collaboration over. <laughs> over the years over the years so there are yeah. a lot of different versions oh my god yes yeah i would love to hear the just you and on the piano yeah yeah, yeah i love that too yeah. and i love it with just me the piano and that sort of um stark um arpeggio synth too but uh, yeah i'll put them all online yeah <laughs> put yeah, them on my website just pick whichever one they want right yeah <laughs> Well, people do that now. Yeah. yeah. There's not like, there. there's like the official and then there's like a f- million thousand remixes and redos and everything like that. And so. everyone has their favorite, different version. You know, I was kind of driving myself crazy. Like, which one should I do? Because everyone, you know, the one person like this version. And so depending on what, you know, you're in the mood for. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so the whole, so the whole issue that we're working on now is about, it's like, we're not doing a music issue that classic, like, okay, let's pick 10 artists and just do stories on all of them. It's like looking for sort of different expressions of passion for music, you know? So mm. that's why it's all these different about like people who start record stores or do this or do that. So, I mean, so let's, you know, 
so you've been doing this for a while, let's just say. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm just, you know, it's like, how do you keep up the passion for the music? Like, is it just because you guys are, I know you're, you guys change it up a lot. You do a soundtrack, you do this, you tour a little, then somebody will do a book. Or is it like, is that what keeps it going? Or, um, I, I mean, I would say I just, since I'm, I, I, let me see, let me start over. Um, I would say before I met Dean, I had sort of uh, lost my passion for music. I had just stopped listening to new stuff and stopped rediscovering old stuff. And when I met Dean, he, was, he just played me music that really got me so excited about it again, the way I was when I was a teenager. Right. And, it's, and it hasn't stopped. Right. <laughs> you know? So I feel like it's... Um, what. I, I mean, I love working on the stuff that we work on, and we don't really plan it. We haven't planned it to be so diverse. It just happens that way, and I think that is lucky mm-hmm. to not always be working on a soundtrack or always be working on, you know, a Dean and Britta project. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's luck or magic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> luck or magic? Right. Um, uh, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. I just, um, you have to, I think, keep discovering new and old music that's exciting. And um, that's a big part of it. Okay. And there's great new music out there now, you yeah. know. And, you know, 20, 15 years ago, I thought, oh, it's all over. There's no more good music. But there may be lulls, but there's always really great stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the reasons why I... I mean, there are a lot of reasons why we're, we decided to go forward with this issue. It's been suggested to me before, like, oh, Deborah, you should do a music issue. But my answer is always, for me, every issue is the music issue, just because music has always been so inspirational to me it, with all the other work that I'm doing, whether it's, like, album cover design or, you know, just the way um, people, the artists are dressing or, you know, I mean, and and that's uh, from the sort of the fashion side of this issue. That's kind of like a a big point that we're trying to make, especially now more than ever, that it's the music and how they're dressing and people are looking at like, you know, what's Rihanna wearing or something like that. It is is much more influential on fashion than ever before. And uh, even like the stylists who are like, like like pulling a shirt for Beyonce or something like that have a lot more power in the industry than, you know, even like editors of Vogue. And that's just the truth of the matter. So music right now, I just feel like is just pushing like so many other things in terms of like creativity, technology, everything. I feel like it's really is like a driving force. And I, so I had a friend over the summer who said, you know, he's like in his mid thirties. And he, he said what that to me, he said, you know, it just isn't, I don't, you know, music doesn't excite me. I don't hear a new song anymore and get that like <gasps> feeling. And I haven't in a really long time. And so he started looking at me as the elder statesman thinking I was going to agree with him being like, you know, it's not like, you know, not how it not was like in our day. Yeah. <laughs> and, but my answer was the opposite. I was like, oh my God, now more than ever, like every day I'm hearing a song that makes, that gives me that feeling. So what do you think? Yeah, no, yeah. I think there's always, I can't remember who said it. There's, there's two kinds of music. There's good music and bad music. And you just have to, sometimes people get lazy and, you know, you kind of have to hunt for it now because there's so much out there, but you can you find 
whatever, go to Pitchfork and listen to the, like their 100 albums that you must love, which right. I like five of them maybe. But, yeah. Um, or uh, Aquarium Drunkard or, uh, you know, uh, ask your friends what they're listening to. Or, and, and Dean plays me great stuff all the time as right. well, but he's it's your, out he's there. He's your cur- personal curator. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, that's My personal DJ. <laughs> he's your DJ. Yeah. Um, I play him stuff sometimes too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I feel like, yeah, like there's so much out there, but yeah, there's blog, all this blog radio, Graham Drunkard, Brooklyn Vegan, Gorilla vs. Bear, um, my old Kentucky, all this blog radio stuff. That's where I, I I rely on those guys, you know, because, you know, I'm not like in the music business, so I'm, you know, whatever, but I'm trying to listen to those guys and, just to hear music from also from different genres. I yes. think this the old days of like, oh, I'm only into rock and roll or like I'm only into dance or something. Like now it's just like, I feel like everybody likes all different kinds of music, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's very easy to like one minute be listening to, you know, one genre, the next minute another genre. And like the genres are all... And they're all mixed together. Mixed like, together, you know, when yeah. you say indie rock it's not like yeah who knows what that it's is not anymore. like pavement you know yeah. anymore or luna it's yeah. like uh tame impala or unknown mortal orchestra you yeah. know where they're Beach house yeah. yeah they're just bringing in you know a lot of r&b and um electronic and dance stuff that's yeah. it's really cool yeah, and i think exciting. that that's one that is an it's an exciting thing about the new the new young um bands that are coming out or that they you know because of technology they have this access to a lot of different sounds from different time periods so they're taking like a little bit of this a little bit they're remixing all these yeah. different like a one the second of like it goes sort of hardcore metal for a second but then turns into a little bit of emo and it's like it's all mixed together and that's that's new music that's yes. like they're coming up with almost like new genres yes. you know there are bands out there like oh, yeah I couldn't really even say exactly which genre they're in because they're kind of like you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean and I I mean, I kind of have a little bit of that going on with my album where it's like a playlist, not just like, yes, this was recorded all at the same time in the same room with the same band. Right. Um, um, Yeah, because that's just a reflection of different styles and tastes. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's an interesting way to put it. So so that's how you would describe this album. It's like your playlist of the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because it's not... Really, it wasn't intentional, but it's got some 60s flavors, some 70s flavors, some 80s flavors, and some, and it sounds current as well on some, or a mixture of all those things sometimes. So, yeah. Cool. No 90s. No, 90s, the 90s are the 90s are like so in that they're not going to be in for very long anymore that's why i was interested in drive because yeah like the, the 90s are it's so in so that's when it's already not in anymore for the culture crush and what we do here you know we're looking at for more for the kind of stuff that Except inspires <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, we did that podcast. The, that was a couple of podcast episodes yeah, no, ago. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like the nine, the nineties. But you see, Luna wasn't what people thought of as like the sound of the nineties because it was so. It was like the Velvet Underground in the sixties, where nobody knew it was underground. Yeah. So anyway, right. Yeah. So tell us about like how was how's that been? So yeah. So the last time we spoke was 
when you guys were just about to go on that oh, right. yes. reunion. And um, so now it's a few months later and you've done all those shows. How's it been? Oh, it was How's so it much feel? fun. It, was, it fun. was really so much fun. And um, right. <laughs> playing wise and just, you know, the getting along and having fun, having a laugh. Right, because everybody's doing it. You're doing it because you guys all just want to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so in the moment. There's you, Every single show is just for the sake of that show. It's not to promote a new album. There's no pressure. It's just very zen. It's like the, we're there and then it's gone. Right. What, so what were the best cities? <laughs> well, what New the York. Best, what were the most fun shows? New York is always one of is one of the best and San Francisco I adore playing in San Francisco people there are amazing the audience and um I'd say I love playing in Spain yeah I know (laughs) you guys have always been big in Spain Barcelona and Valencia yeah there's Dean um so uh what um are you going to be performing any of this live the new the new stuff do we have that to look forward to I coffee house Britta with I want I want to perf- <laughs> I do want to do uh, at least a handful of shows I'm not sure how to do that yet right. <laughs> you know whether that's going to be me and a laptop and a drummer or or what I don't know I'm not re- quite sure how to make that happen right but. Well, if we have an event, well, we'll have a, we're going to definitely have a couple of parties around this new issue. So maybe cool. you can yeah. sing a song at yeah, the, yeah, at the party. To. Okay, great. To. That way I get you to come <laughs> to the party and we get you to play a song. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's, uh, you know, we have a shoot to do. So yes. let's, we can wrap this up. Uh, everybody got to listen to these songs and and again it's like it's as as Britta described it's really cool because it's not like it's every song on the album like yeah it's from like it's like a sort of like a different memory almost you know so um anyway I can't wait for everyone to hear it I've listened to it a million times already it's amazing yeah thank you thanks all right great so um thanks for being on the show again and um I'm sure you'll be on yet again someday I hope so all right thanks (laughs) thank you Bye. bye